Hi everybody, this is Julie Kerr, writer and director of the indie nerdy comedy Geek Loves Punk. And uh, today I'm going to go ahead and do an episode about Doctor Who. So uh, my show mainly what I'm doing or my social media platform stuff across the board is I'm trying to do a personal development um, from the perspective of like nerd culture, uh, also I guess LGBTQ culture since I'm gay, and also uh, I put in some spirituality in there uh, because because I happen to be religious spiritual as well. Um, So uh, yeah, so what I wanted to do, I wanted, I wrote the blog, uh, Doctor Who, which is a show about, uh, it's a science fiction show, and I wrote the blog post, and the idea is, you know, if Doctor Who, Doctor Who was our life coach, what could we learn from Doctor Who? And the YouTube video is pretty chill, I talked about my five favorite things about Doctor Who, and so that's what I'm going to do here on the podcast as well. And I kind of just randomly pick Doctor Who. I'm covering the nerd stuff that I am a fan of. So, um, okay. So what I, what my blog post says is why you should watch Doctor Who, my favorite, favorite, my five favorite things about the show. Um, okay. So I talked about this in my YouTube video, but in case you don't know what Doctor Who is, it's a show made in the UK and it, it's been around for like years and it, it started I think in the 1960s um, but it's definitely a science fiction show it's about a alien who pretty much looks human but ha- but is an alien called the doctor and the doctor has a spaceship that looks like a police box it looks like a phone booth basically and the alien goes around in a phone booth uh, or it <laughs> yeah the, the okay the alien goes around in a phone booth and like goes, it's a time machine and a spaceship. So the alien, the doctor, can go forward like in time. The The alien can go to the future, to the past, and can travel in space. So which leads the, um, the story possibilities are pretty endless, which is pretty cool. Um, really good science fiction tends to be a metaphor. And that's what I like about comics and science fiction is because... What it does is it um, it gives me like a way for me to figure things out. It gives me a language that I can use to help me figure the things out about life in the world, um, like in Star Trek or 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 uh, Star Wars or in this case Doctor Who, and uh, it's just and it's something that I like and. Um, so it's not everyone's cup of tea. I got to tell yeah, the first thing I'll say about Doctor Who, Doctor Who um is that it's very it's it's very unapologetically like sci-fi all the way. So I can't I cannot recommend it to someone <laughs> who's not into science fiction because um you know, it's science fiction. So it's very very science fiction. But I want to talk about like why I like Doctor Who. And what we can learn from Doctor Who if Doctor Who was our life coach. The other thing that the alien does, the reason why the show has been on since the 1960s and then it took a break, I think, for 10 or 20 years. Excuse me. And they brought it back around 2006. Um, the reason why I think the show can keep going is because the doctor does something called it regenerates. And what that means is, and I think that's brilliant for keeping a show going. So... The doctor regenerates the way it is as an alien. So that means it kind of, it's the same entity, but it turns into a new person. So you're going to hear me reference like four or five actors who have played the doctors because every couple years, the doctor regenerates into a new person. Um, Yeah, (laughs) if I'm talking to anyone who's never seen Doctor Who. So so now I'm going to talk about five things I like about Doctor Who and like, what we can learn from Doctor Who if Doctor Who was our life coach. Um, okay, so Doctor Who, now I guess because I'm, uh, probably because I'm gay, but uh, I the Doctor has something called companions, which does sound funny, but that's what they're called. The, it's basically sidekicks, but I tend to like the companions. The companions 
because they're they're women <laughs> and the doctor is usually a guy and dudes are cool but you know i i like i like the companions or their sidekicks you know so anyway, the first thing I like about my, the first favorite thing I like about the doctor, Doctor Who, is one of his sidekicks called Donna Noble, and I'm gonna get to this in a second, but um, or maybe I'll get to it now. Let me no, nah, I'm gonna get to it later. Okay, so Donna Noble. So what they did was they had Doctor Who played by David Tennant, and I think it was a huge vehicle for him. And I think David Tennant's great in the role. Um, what one storyline they kept doing, and it's totally awesome. They had David Tennant would get these companions who would totally like basically fall in love with him, and that's legit, that's valid. And but it was always kind of unrequited, and I was like, okay. So, so my favorite thing about Doctor Who is the favorite companion with David Tennant is Donna Noble because with Donna Noble. Um, she is not into him at all romantically. <laughs> and there's even a scene where he says, hey, I'm just looking for a mate, like a friend, you know? Uh, and I believe in the UK, mate, M-A-T-E means friend. You know what I mean? And it's something they more say, which is totally awesome. So uh, the doctor says, hey, I'm just looking for a mate, you know, like a friend. And then Donna mishears him and Donna's like, uh, you're not mating with me, mister. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> okay, anyway, that is to say, like, Donna, Donna respects the doctor. Donna thinks the doctor's really cool. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, but she's, she's not into him romantically at all. So it lends itself for a really great buddy comedy. Cause like, David Tennant and, um, ah, gosh, the the actress who plays Donna O'Neill. I think her name's Catherine something. So sorry, but Google Donna Noble. But they're so funny together. They're, they're, they're always busting each other's chops. They're always teasing each other, like in a loving way. Um, they're always equals. They're always, they're equally intelligent. They're equally saving the day. Um, I'm a fan of both of them. Uh, and it's just seeing them together, like, go off on adventures and it's like the first legit like buddy comedy um i'm trying to think of another one but it's the first legit buddy comedy where i guess friends had a buddy comedy feel to it but it's the first buddy comedy where it just shows a very healthy platonic friendship between a man and a woman and that and that they're equals like they equally respect each other it's it's just a very healthy relationship they got going the doctor well the doctor respects donna and and the doctor watching the show loves her as a friend so there's real love there you know and he even makes a reference to her breaking his heart it's a long story but they she ends up not being able to be his companion anymore and and he means platonically but he's he makes a comment about how it's it's very well done how companions end up breaking his heart um, and, and I do think the way, and, and there's no good guys or bad guys in the situation, but the way Donna Noble had to move, I don't love the way they, you know, and it's science fiction, they could always just bring her back, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I would like them to do, thank you. <laughs> so, but, um, but the way they kind of have them end it, you know, d d uh, David Tennant looks heartbroken, you know what I mean? That he lost his buddy, he lost his mate, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really like it, and it's really funny. And in fact, um, the episode, if you've never watched Doctor Who or, or if you've never watched science fiction ever um, and you, you want to try it out, um, the episode I would recommend the first, if you've never seen an episode of Doctor Who ever, I would recommend, I think it's called like The Runaway Bride or something with The Bride. But if you Google uh, Doctor Who, Donna Noble, The Bride, that's the first episode we get to see um, uh, Donna Noble and David Tennant team up. And it's a really funny, hilarious, it's a great episode. And they instantly have chemistry, instantly have chemistry. Um... So, so if Donna Noble is our uh, is our life coach, what can we, or you know D David Tennant as well? If they're our life coach, what can we learn from them uh, in the show? And uh, what we can learn is just like um, confidence 
and um and being around someone who just makes you feel good uh you know so i yeah the thing about confidence is it it can take a minute to have it but uh quick little tips on how to have confidence one uh watch donna noble in doctor who <laughs> she's a really good uh example of confidence um she just knows who she is you know and she, and uh, she likes what she likes, and she's very unimpressed with the doctor. Uh, she keeps calling him a Martian. Like it's just really funny. Um, okay, but uh, yeah. Okay, uh, as I was saying, um, right, right, confidence. Okay, if you want to learn how to be confident, I'm gonna actually because I took um, acting classes in college. I'm gonna throw some acting uh, exercises at you real quick, and they totally work. And this is stuff my uh, acting coach taught me back in college. Okay, so um, what you can do is, uh, this is all going to be a little silly, but it does work. You can train your brain to feel confident. Um, and it's, it, here's the thing, the way sadness can be triggered, the way anger can be triggered, and that's legit, you know, um, you can train your brain how to trigger happiness, how to trigger joy, how to trigger feeling awesome. Like, you know, you can actually just train your brain how to do those things. So, so, and I think for me, I, I learned from, you know, uh, 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 I had, my, my dad was Voldemort, <laughs> you know, I did not, I was not blessed. He wasn't, you know, I would say there, there was, moments of kindness here and there but you know or he was more darth vader voldemort was pure evil darth vader had a soft side you know so he's more darth vader but okay uh but anyway but that is to say like a lot of us if we've had we've had trauma most almost every person on planet earth is a trauma survivor it's part of the human existence but you know your brain learns pretty quickly how to feel sad or angry and those kind of things so you, you kind of already know how to do those things i, I want to teach you how to feel joy because i, I just want to help help you along your way and help you heal your trauma you know I, just as a humble podcaster humble filmmaker so all right all right so here's my silly acting exercise that totally works okay it worked for me so uh what you do is you find find a monologue or Find a mantra that just makes it makes you feel, you read it and it makes you feel good. And now what you're going to do is you either memorize it or if you don't got time, I don't have time to memorize right now, but I got my mantra taped right next to my bed and it's called Julie's Mantra and it's quotes, it's inspirational quotes, but, and I forget to do this every morning, but when I do it, it takes like less than five seconds, but I get up and I say it out loud and it just feels empowering. So uh, that's a simple, easy thing to do. Uh, where if you say something out loud with confidence, you're training your brain how to feel confident. And let's say you want to get good at drums, so you play drums every day, right? Same thing with confidence. You practice confidence every confidence every day. It you just it becomes like a emotional muscle you can use pretty often. So that's my silly little uh, tip on how to be more confident. Other than watching Doctor Who and Donna Noble, <laughs> if you want a really good example. Okay, the other one is you can, this is Mel Robbins has a book about this, but it totally works, is the high five habit. You just high five, it, yes, this is silly. Everything I'm going to tell you is silly. You can high five yourself in the mirror. But honestly, when I do that, I just instantly feel happy. Like it's hard to high, it's hard not to feel happy. Yeah, you feel a little silly and that's adding to the happiness. <laughs> And hey, if you're like the coolest person in the world and you don't want anyone to know you high five yourself in the mirror, you don't have to tell anybody. <laughs> it can be our little secret, but you can high five yourself in the mirror and it feels good. And the other thing you can do if you're not in front of a mirror, you can actually high five your heart. You can lightly pat your heart and that just feels, for me, that feels amazing. So, uh, you know, and again, if you're like the coolest person ever, you know, to make sure no one's looking <laughs> so they don't catch you in a vulnerable, uh, they don't have to catch you in a vulnerable moment, but yeah, you can high five your heart and it feels good. It feels really good. So, uh, that's where you're practicing your confidence muscles. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, that, that was three silly little exercises. The other thing I have, actually, those are pretty good. Oh, the last one, what, here's another acting thing we did when I was in, uh, when I had an acting coach. Uh, all right. 
we she would we would walk around the room it was very silly but it works we walk around the room she would say different archetypes and we had to walk like whatever archetype that was and actually it was really funny so if the archetype was like a southern bale or i don't know whatever it's uh, all of a sudden you had to walk around like a southern bale <laughs> or or uh i don't know but then she'd say warrior and you'd walk around like a warrior you know and like that one was that one really I really like that one because it's like if if you walk in like if you just la ti da if you're just walking around like a little southern bale then all of a sudden you feel very feminine right but then when you're walking around like a warrior all of a sudden you feel like Xena the warrior princess so that one's very silly but it does work and it is silly I don't know how you're gonna pull that one off if someone catches you doing it <laughs> you're gonna look ridiculous. You're going to, I don't know, if you're the coolest person on the planet, that one, I don't know how you're going to do that one, but, but it's something you can do in your room. Uh, you know, I have my own room where I can just walk around like a warrior if I need to, and it just does, you know, and then I have like Wonder Woman swag that just makes me happy, but you know, it, can, it, it you know, walking around like different archetypes can just, you're just training your body, training your brain, training your soul on how to feel confident about who you are. If your goal in life is to do good in the world, and that should be your goal in life, whatever that is. So for me, it's indie filmmaking. Like I feel a calling. Uh, I would love the money to come through. <laughs> uh, you know, so I could, you know what I'm saying? But but my, I feel my calling to be a indie filmmaker. And I do feel like, the, why, why do, honestly, I fought it for a long time. It's hard. It's so hard. Okay, anyway, and it's expensive and ugh, filmmaking. But I love it. I love it. It's it's a calling. So, all right. So, uh, uh, okay. So, but my, what my calling is indie filmmaking. And then people tend to like it when I do acting in uh, my movies, because that makes people happy, I do the acting thing. That's not my favorite either. I got, it, even when I took an acting class back in college, I got tricked into it. <laughs> I was going to direct a short film, and my friend, who I felt like was a really good actor, I was like, hey, I was like, hey you know, will, will you act in my film? And he's like, yeah, I'll act in your film, but you got to take this acting class with me. And I was like, all right. And th that's all. And then he, he got a boyfriend, and he completely lost interest in the acting class, uh, which, which I totally respect. So he was he was snuggling with his boyfriend. I showed up to the acting class alone, and I was like, "Damn it!" <laughs> okay, but I'm happy for him and the snuggles he was getting. Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I got tricked into taking acting classes, but it tends to make people happy when I do the acting thing. So anyway, but okay, the acting thing, the indie filmmaking thing, all of it. You know, that's because I want to do good in the world. I believe in the message I'm going to put out in the world or that I'm putting out now. So it's not really about me. I know this is called the Julie show, <laughs> but really, this is about you. This is the you show. This is the you show. This is about me. Uh, I, I don't know. I just want everybody in the world to feel as awesome as possible all the time. Right. That's my goal in life. So so yeah, so uh, okay, so those are those are some pretty good tips on how to feel confident. Uh, so yeah, everyone should feel really good about who they are, especially if their goal in life is to do good in, in the world through whatever calling or vocation y y that that you feel called to do it. You know, excuse me. Okay, I always drink Lacroix. Okay, I always drink Lacroix when I do these podcasts. Maybe I shouldn't, but then it makes me. <laughs> you know, I have to suppress burps. Okay, so I'm so sorry. Okay. Now, here's the same thing. Okay, my second favorite thing about Doctor Who, and, uh, you know, it goes into the same thing. So, my, my, my sec, it's gonna say, okay, my second favorite thing about Doctor Who is the companion or sidekick Clara Oswald. I like her. I think she's cool. Um, I, she's confident, and it's the same deal with her uh, she's the companion to the doctor played by Peter Capaldi. Peter Capaldi is a little bit older of a doctor, but he's like, we'll get to him. But he, to me, he's my favorite. Uh, but him and him and Clara, like, they have it's the same deal. They have a really, you know, it's kind of like they're they're definitely equals. They definitely respect each other. It's a it's a family vibe. Like 
how much they care about each other. Um, they totally bust each other's chops. They call each other out when they need to. And they go on, they go on adventures together. Like, so, yeah, Clara, Clara was another companion who kind of, like, held her own. And, and I like that. So, it's the same deal. She's just very confident about who she is. And I, you know, I, I think what we can learn from Clara or is just being, being confident. Cause like, uh, you know, it confident, the, it, you know, we all have types as far as like whatever, who you like to date and that kind of thing. But the, the most sexiest thing in the world is just someone who's confident about who they are. And it takes time to get there. If you're young, if you're below the age of 25, you know, give yourself time. It takes time to get there, but but uh but still so don't be too hard on yourself basically but really like when people think you know what magical formula do i need to find to like get more dates or whatever but it's really about confidence and confidence is not arrogance it's not thinking you're better than anybody else i don't think i'm better than anybody confidence is just like hey this is who i am and it's pretty cool and i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna run with this (laughs) i'm gonna run with the whole uh, being Julie thing. <laughs> so I, I want you listener, uh, to, to, to roll with the whole being you thing, because, uh, you're all you got and, but you got friends and family and uh, my belief system, angels and God and uh, the whole, the whole, everybody rooting for you. But, uh, yeah, just, uh, you, uh, yeah, confidence and Clara, Clara Oswald and Dr. Who is like very confident. <clears throat> and I think that's cool. Okay. My third favorite thing about Doctor Who is an episode uh, called uh, Vincent and the Doctor. And that episode, I was like bawling, crying. And I talked about this in the YouTube video. Um, So that episode, uh, they go back in time. And uh, there's also an airplane coming by. But I'm going to keep talking because helicopter, that's a helicopter. Yeah, I'm sure it's fine. Or I'll say a little prayer for in case somebody's hurt. Okay, um, so Vincent and the Doctor is an episode. This time the Doctor is played by Matt Smith. And uh, they go back in time to meet Vincent Van Gogh. And by the way, I'm not sure how it's pronounced Go or Goff, but I'm just going to say Vincent Van Gogh. And Vincent Van Gogh, you know, he's probably one of the most famous painters of all time. And um, so, yeah, they go back in time. But he also, Vincent Van Gogh also committed suicide and he never really got to see how successful his paintings were and um the way you know and uh yeah so in the the episode of vincent and the doctor it depicts you know vincent as this nice guy and um so there's a really cool scene where because vincent doesn't know that his paintings are going to be worth like millions of dollars one day. Like his paintings are going to like just like completely blow away like the entire world. Like, you know, because they're just so beautiful. He doesn't know that. There's this great scene where uh, Vincent Van Gogh, he's just kind of like throwing around his paintings. And the doctor and the doctor's companion, they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> because they can recognize the paintings. Like they're like, you know, and it's been all since I've seen the episode, but they're like, no, that's Starry Night. Like, that's, you know, and so they're like, they're preserving the paintings because Vincent d- has no idea. Like, he, he doesn't know that his paintings are going to go on to be, like, extremely famous. Some of the most fam- famous paintings of all time. So that episode makes me cry. Here's what happens is, uh, I believe it's the companion who's like, hey, we have to do this. So they take Vincent to the future. They take Vincent to the future and they take Vincent to a museum uh, where it's modern times and Vincent Van Gogh is getting like all all the accolades and money and well, the paintings. I don't know where the money goes or who buy it. I don't know. But, you know. Oh, right. Because there is a lot of Van Gogh swag. I wonder where that money goes to. But anyway, but Vincent Van Gogh. They go to this museum and they actually have Vincent Van Gogh because it's science fiction and they went through a time machine. And, you know, they 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 show Vincent Van Gogh like, hey, look, 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 at look at the impact that your paintings had. 
And then they ask an act, not they ask a, like a museum guide. And I believe it's the guy from Love Actually, the guy who uh, gets naked during the song. The really funny guy. Okay, that guy's really funny. Okay, so uh, he's in Love Actually. Uh, okay, so he, they ask that guy, hey, do you mind telling us like who Vincent Van Gogh is, right? And, you know, the museum guide is talking to Vincent Mingo. He just doesn't realize it because, you know, science fiction show. But um, it's that's where I lost it. I was, like, crying because, like, that's when the museum guy, the, the guy from Love Actually, he gives this beautiful uh, monologue about, you know, Vincent Van Gogh is one of the greatest painters of all time and his paintings have completely uh, impacted the world. And I believe Vincent starts crying. I was crying. And Vincent gets to see what impact his paintings had on the world. Uh, now, they take Vincent back in time to, to where he was at. They take him back to his apartment and his stuff. And then it turns out, like, even after Vincent seeing the impact that his paintings had, Vincent still uh, commits suicide. Um Trigger warning, I, sh I should have said trigger warning because, you know, I'm talking about suicide. Um, if you're listening to this uh, and you're struggling with depression, please, please, please don't kill yourself. Please stay alive. And um, I think you can Google, uh, su you know, suicide. Actually, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, there. Suicide prevention hotline. Um, okay. Yeah, please don't kill yourself. It's su There's National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can go there, suicidepreventionlifeline.org. You can probably immediately start chatting to somebody. And then 24 hours, yeah, 24 hours, phone number 800-273-8255. If you're feeling, uh, call that number, please stay alive. If you're feeling, um, feeling suicidal. Um, uh, so in the episode with, you know, the fact that Vincent still commits suicide and that's really heartbreaking, but it did a good job of just, to me, what it shows is like, just, just the pain of depression and that kind of thing. And, um, I'm going to stay alive. I would never commit suicide, but, um, but I understand, uh, you know, I've dealt with depression my whole life and in some ways I'll be dealing with it the rest of my life as well, but I have all the tools and personal development things. I have everything, I have everything going for me where I know how to trigger joy and happiness every day. Also, I have nunchucks. <laughs> I saw a Bruce Lee movie and I was like, I want in on that. So nunchucks make me so happy and they're kind of meditative and um they're foam i got them in chinatown so you can't really hurt too much you can't really hurt anybody because they're foam you know what i mean so uh yeah there's like wooden nunchucks i was like no you could give yourself a concussion with wooden nunchucks foam nunchucks that's that's where you want to go but so nunchucks is one of my meditation things that help me feel happy every day because, I mean, it's hard. It's hard not to hold. Okay, when you're holding nunchucks, it's hard not to feel very happy. And it's hard. I feel Okay, when I hold nunchucks, I feel happy and I feel confident because nunchucks are cool. <laughs> okay, so that's another tip I have. Get some nunchucks. My nunchucks were $6 in Chinatown. Okay, so... um. But so, but, but yeah, we're the part where it just shows like with Vincent, it's like, you know, that the, the, it was just tough, you know, and so he just couldn't take it anymore and that kind of thing. And, and that like really good art ten ten it doesn't have to, but out of great pain comes really great art, you know? And I would say like, uh, one of my favorite authors, Victor Frankel, Man's Search for Meaning. I read it once. I'm in the middle of reading it again. And like, here's the thing, like, you don't, you don't want trauma. Like, you know, I didn't want uh, a Darth Vader father, you know what I mean? I wish I had like the Brady Bunch father or, you know, any, anytime I see a movie or Brad Pitt in Moneyball, uh, he's such a loving father in that. Any of those scenes where he's being so kind to his daughter, I was crying. Moneyball is such a good movie. 
Um, so whenever I see a movie where it's just, it just, even one time I was at the YMCA and I was swimming and, um, it was a father teaching his eight year old, nine year old daughter. Um, it was a African American father and his African American daughter. I know it's weird that I said the race, but I just want to give you a visual. It was a dad, you know, uh, teaching his daughter who was like eight eight years old how to swim and it was so sweet like I don't know he was so patient and loving with her and that almost made me cry because <laughs> I got I got I got Darth Vader so <laughs> it was such a anyway anytime I see a father being just really sweet to his daughters like it chokes me up because that's I think that's amazing and I didn't get that so oh my god what was that tangent I went off on okay Vincent and the doctor but okay um oh yeah you know you don't choose your trauma because it's painful it hurts you know what I mean like it hurts so and and what Viktor Frankl said in his book like you don't want the trauma because that just makes you you know a masochist and I'm not a masochist <laughs> <laughs> um you know so uh you don't you don't want the trauma but but if unfortunately you know I, di I didn't I didn't I didn't choose my dad so uh so now I gotta do the work of healing you know healing my brain and feeling happy and making art and that kind of thing so out of the out of the art out of the trauma comes really great art you know and Viktor Frankl was a Holocaust survivor who wrote a book, Man's Search for Meaning, and, uh, his, you know, his trauma is he survived the Holocaust, but uh, let me tell you, that book, Man's Search for Meaning, it's about hope and optimism. It's not about trauma. It's not about trauma. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dissing books about trauma at all, you know what I mean? Like, books about trauma are great, um, but I think the ultimate, the ultimate, uh, way to heal pain is love hope and optimism and man's search for meaning is love that books about love hope and optimism and even when he talks about the the holocaust in the book um he even says it in the book he's like look i'm not trying to you know um he said i was he's like i was hesitant to talk about surviving the holocaust but he said but the reason i want to talk about it is is because um i'm paraphrasing but he wants to talk about it because it's about hope um hope optimism and love and um so so anyway anyone out there who's been through some stuff and that's everybody that we can still all collectively fight for hope love and optimism so yeah vincent and the doctor that episode gets real deep i think it's one of the deepest episodes of of uh doctor who and um and it's just about the power of art and and then it's honest about the pain of depression and it, and it hurts it hurts to feel sad <laughs> um but uh you know but we, we're not gonna follow in the footsteps of vincent as far as the decision he made to end his life um but for sure we can um follow the uh you know out of the pain make really beautiful art whatever your art form is okay so the fourth okay so here's where it's a little more lighthearted. but all right my favorite doctor my fourth favorite thing about doctor who and my favorite doctor it is peter capaldi peter's a little bit older and to me i read that as a little more confident but it, it was Peter Capaldi because he does bring kind of a bit. David Tennant brings a cool factor too, and Matt Smith does too. But to me, Peter Capaldi really brings it home because um, Peter Capaldi, I believe he plays like guitar and he's a, he's just a little more confident. Excuse my language. He's a little more badass. Um, uh, but the, the other thing I want to say is he is he's got swagger he and this is where i had an epiphany about doctor who doctor who brought the 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 new version of doctor who doctor who brought to the nerd community which is is a community i really love and adore and it's a part of the community i'm uh, i'm a part of you know it's 
what I want to say is like, whenever I've gone to the comic book convention, uh, I've gone to a lot of comic book conventions, but like the vibe of comic book conventions, in my experience, I've never been to Comic Con. That's like the big one in San Diego, but up here, all the comic book conventions I've been to, the vibe tends to be across the board very positive and happy and cool and everybody's just happy to be there so it just always when I go to a comic book convention everyone just seems like to have such a they're very enthusiastic about any kind of storytelling and they really love uh uh right they're really passionate about you know movies books comic books and that's just kind of cool but uh this but the vibe just always tends to be like just chill and awesome and so it tends to be a really great group of people that in general go to comic book conventions and um it's just fun it's it's so much fun um so okay so with Peter Capaldi it kind of finally hit me about Doctor Who is that um Doctor Who brought to um what Doctor Who brought to the nerd community if I will if I may it brought like style like I would say like some fashion you know what I mean like it brought like sort of kind of in a nerdy way it brought like a little bit of like um sexiness to it like with the David Tennant and the Matt Smith and the uh Peter Capaldi but like in a way that's safe because like I know kids like some kids like Doctor Who too so it's very safe I want to say like there's nothing explicit in it and anything like that and uh Jodie Whittaker like she's really great too so as the doctor so but it in the context of nerdiness <laughs> it brought some fashion to the nerd community and I think that's really cool it brought some like GQ-ness to the nerd community which I think is really cool cool uh GQ being a, a fashion magazine so yeah and I think the one that really hit me was like David Tennant's always dressed kind of cool in my opinion Matt Smith brought the bow ties and but my favorite like I said is Peter Capaldi where he yeah he brought some confidence but he just brought some swagger you know what I mean now can I give I can give tips on confidence can I give tips on swagger <laughs> um I don't know like uh my friends say I'm kind of for me you know what I mean uh, my friends say, my friends tend to compliment my style, but I kind of just wear what I like, so, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know if I can say anything about swag, swag or fashion or anything like that, that's really out of my wheelhouse, but I think, like, I guess, it, it, I do sometimes reference GQ if I have to, if I'm about to go on a date, it's been a while, but no, it actually hasn't been, the, I think I went on a date a week or two ago. But, um, uh, but yeah, but as far as fashion, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know what, what I would, here's what I would, the only tips I can give, cause I'm more of a tomboy. So I, I, I dress a little more tomboy or the other word is soft butch, but just like go to GQ or think of your favorite celebrities and, um, cause they tend to like, I don't know, they tend to have stylists and they tend to have like, um, I don't know, like fashion people, and but anyway, think of your favorite celebrities. What are they wearing that you like? You know, um, one time I said something about Clara Oswald. She had a haircut in one of the shows I really liked, so I used that as to get a haircut. My haircutter really liked. I was like, oh, I like that. You know, uh, but yeah, as far as fashion, like here's the thing, because I talked about confidence, but yeah, when you're wearing clothes that just make you happy, sometimes, uh, oh. I know too. Like I'm gonna give a plug. They didn't give me any money. I'm not getting paid to say this, but <laughs> uh, there's a cool website called HeroWithin.com. H-E-R-O-W-I-T-H-I-N.com. Not sponsored, but I think I did see like the one of the founders of the company. He was at a comic book convention. He was really cool. He was like interviewing people, and yeah, he was a cool, cool guy. But they, they, they've gotten into 
like nerd stuff but they make it very fashionable which means uh their stuff's a little pricey it's not crazy expensive it's not like gucci or i have no i have no idea how much gucci costs but it's not like louis vuitton prices but it's it's a, a i don't know just letting y'all know like you know uh you can get a yeah like there's like a jacket um i don't know they can be a little pricey but you know, if if uh, if it's in your price range and that kind of thing, what they've done is they take nerd culture and fashion culture and they bring it together. And what that means is they'll do like a let's they'll have something like a Batman blazer. This is definitely for nerds. <laughs> this is for nerds, but um, they'll have something like called the Batman blazer. So it's like a really nice blazer, but then it'll have like a really subtle Batman symbol on the blazer. So like. Depending on where you work, you can wear it to work where you're still looking professional, but you can still like, you know, feel like you're Batman. <laughs> so I got a Star Trek jacket. It was on sale, but like, and I get compliments on the jacket, but it's it's a Star Trek jacket because I love Star Trek so much. And I got it from HeroWithin.com. And um, yeah, it was on sale. I, for, I forget. I think I got it like $30 off, but but I love the jacket, so it has a really good feel to it, and um, and it just looks good, and it feels good, you know what I'm saying, because, like, uh, Star Trek is such an optimistic show, so I put that jacket on, I'm feeling optimistic, so, so yeah, what you wear um, can help you uh, uh, feel confident, and I know if you're in the nerd community, since I'm a nerd too, you don't have to be afraid of fashion, like, and I think, you know, and I can get why, uh, <laughs> I can see why, like, I don't know, like, the stereotype is of fashion people is that they're snooty, and it's like, I don't know, I don't know too many fashion people, <laughs> but I would have to say if you're a nerd, you don't have to be afraid of fashion, like, especially, especially because I think it's Doctor Who that brought fashion to the nerd community <laughs> so so sometimes just wearing a shirt like you know i my I, i'm uh i tend to buy t-shirts that make me feel happy that trigger joy that's another thing i do that makes me feel joy so yeah wearing clothes uh that just make you feel good um that's another thing that can trigger confidence make you feel like you have swag um make you feel you know like you're cool and you are cool <laughs> like i'm i'm like nerdy cool uh okay so yeah so i that's where it's like with peter capaldi's my favorite doctor and he's the one that it kind of hit me like why doctor who is so popular aside from the cool science fiction stuff and the cool like uh you know the cool storytelling okay so the last the last favorite thing I, that i like about uh doctor who is um Jodie Whittaker so she's she's the first female doctor which is cool that means doctor who doesn't doesn't necessarily have a gender and that's that's actually pretty progressive and then um here's what I want to say that's big shoes to fill right to be the first female doctor like that that's so so Jodie Whittaker is a trailblazer um her look is really cool I think they designed her very well uh, especially because, like I said, she's got really big shoes to fill, and I believe that she's the doctor, like, I've, I've only watched about four episodes in, so, but, um, uh, but I, because I, in writing this article, I, I, I started going back through all the doctors, but yeah, Jodie Whittaker, like, um, she's funny, she's charming, she's confident, and she, when she delivers the line, hey, I'm the doctor, like, that's really cool because, uh, I don't know, she, she, I believe her, you know, and, and it's big shoes to fill. So the thing we can learn from Jodie Whittaker is that she's a trailblazer and it can be scary to be a trailblazer. It can be scary to be the first person to do something, but, uh, it's also cool because <laughs> I think Jodie Whittaker did a good job playing Doctor Who. So, uh, it's okay to be a trailblazer, even if it's like scary, like, you know, uh, you know, it's really cool. Um, so yeah, those are my five favorite things about Doctor Who and what we can learn from Doctor Who. So I did, oh, I did quote cards on the blog. So I'm gonna, gonna say these quote cards. 
Uh, first quote, this is just me, you know, uh, some of these I might not have been the first person to say it. Let's see. Uh, be confident. Confidence is awesome. Julie Kerr. That's one of my quotes. The other quote is, you are smart for everything you've overcome. Own those smarty pants. I don't know. <laughs> I'm silly. Okay, that's written. Julie Kerr. Okay, next quote. Make art. It's the best way to overcome the pain and heal the pain of others. I agree. So the biggest thing about doing art, like Vincent Van Gogh, sometimes people think it's a selfish endeavor if you want to be a singer or a painter or or if you're a scientist like you know whatever your thing is it's not selfish so if you want to be a singer it's not about you if you think about oh it's a it's if you want to be a singer for example it it's about the audience it's about you know like think about what we all feel like if we listen to Beyonce right like you listen to Beyonce, well, personally, if I listen to Beyonce, I'm feeling very confident because, <laughs> um, you know, she's just, she's confident, right? So she's so confident, it's contagious. <laughs> so, um, okay, so, so, so even with her, when she's singing and dancing, it's, it, it, you know, in my opinion, it's not about her, it's about us, the audience. It's, it's about what we're going to feel when we see her singing and dancing and what, and so, when she when she sings and dances that is her public service you know that is her um being of service uh to, to her audience and it, that's her doing good in the world because when she sings and dances for most people it makes us feel good and confident so if you want to be a singer or whatever your thing is it's how, it's not about you it's about how the audience is going to feel when they're when they're listening to you sing it's 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 the the freedom you're going to help them feel. Um, so art is not a selfish endeavor. It's it's actually an act of service. And that's that's the best way to, to feel about it so that you'll do it. <laughs> do the art. Okay. Or do the work. Make the art. Okay. Uh, okay. And then my last quote is, be cool and find your inner chill. You got this. For sure. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, this is not a podcast about anger, but I, that's something I've dealt with before, you know. And then in my last podcast, everyone's talking about the slap. You'll have to the slap at the Oscars. You'll have to, you'll have to Google that because if you're like, what's that? Okay, because everybody on the internet is talking about that. But, um, but yeah, for the most part, um, if you're feeling a lot of anger, that's valid. Um, there's probably reasons, there's probably very legit reasons why you're feeling angry, but I think you owe it to yourself to find a way to heal the anger. And I do want to say this, when people do like really bad stuff in the world, like really bad stuff, and you know the bad stuff I'm saying, like legit bad stuff, it's my belief system that god or the universe or whatever my belief system is they don't get away with it you know even if they get away with it through the justice system blah 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 court of laws i believe in poetic justice spiritual justice like i really believe that people do not get away with doing really bad stuff the bad stuff you know the kind of stuff you'd see on law and order svu like bad shit like my belief system is people don't get away with that kind of stuff so so that's kind of how, for me, how I do have my inner peace because I do forgive. I for, I believe in forgiveness, and and then I also believe that God or the angels or whatever. I do believe that you know there. I don't believe people get away with stuff. You know what I mean. So that's kind of how I. That's part of how I have inner peace. You know, I I believe in a world of justice, like a. Uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, anyway, so, but that's a different podcast about anger. This one's about Doctor Who. Who, I guess, does Doctor Who get mad? Like, Doctor Who kind of gets mad. Um, Doctor Who seems a little too intellectual to get mad, but <clears throat> maybe just a little, but okay. But definitely find a way to meditating, like, there's tons of meditation apps, but it does work like 10 minutes a day of just listening to like really soothing music. <clears throat> and again, you're just training your brain how to mellow out, to be honest. So, so yeah, like, um, soothing music really helps, you know, for me it does. So, hey, and if you're into, there's also on YouTube, since we're talking about Dr. Who, 
there's a lot of you know free channels where it's like four hours of relaxing music or there's also it's really cool there's this one youtube channel it's about two hours of uh, it's just a picture it's like if you were in it's like if you're on a spaceship and you're in your room on a spaceship and the i guess it's sort of asmr ish but it, you can hear like the soothing no noises of like if a spaceship was just floating through space so it's kind of like this super chill like ooh, i don't know you know what i mean <laughs> so you can meditate to that you can do like a science fiction space meditation like you know what i mean so by the way there's also like punk rock aerobics on instagram I just think that's cool. I, I guess there's something for, for so people who love punk rock and they want to exercise. There's punk rock aerobics <laughs> on Instagram. So, okay, that is to say, um, if there's stuff you're really into, uh, there's just, there's, so if you're thinking, oh, meditation, that's so boring. Um, I don't know. I would say start at 10 minutes, 10 minutes of meditation every day. Um, and it can be a spaceship meditation. It can be, a the Beatles, the music meditation. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not what you think. It's just letting your brain mellow out and chill for like 10 minutes. You know what I mean? And it can make all the difference in the world as far as finding your inner chill, your inner vibe. I also heard massages, like legit massages are very soothing. Oh, and acupuncture. So, okay, y'all. So that was, I wasn't expecting that to be so long, but the, the, if Doctor Who was our life coach, um, those are my tips. Yeah, so being confident, finding your inner chill, getting into a little bit of nerdy fashion, <laughs> and um, yeah, being a trailblazer, you know, if when you gotta be, uh, and um, you know, acknowledging the pain, but also making really great art and healing the pain. So, all right, so uh, yeah, that's me. I'm Julie Kerr, writer and director of the uh, Indie Nerdy Comedy Geek Loves Punk, and uh, you can check out my website, juliekerrkerrstudios.com, if you can check out my movie, I have swag, I have a personal development course, if you join my email list, um, you can get a discount on all of those things, and yeah, I would love for you to go check out my website, uh, that's juliekerrkerrstudios.com, uh, um, and I'm Julie Kerr, thank you so much, so much for listening, I hope you have a really great day, night, it's nighttime, um, but thanks so much. Okay, I will talk to you all later. Bye.